Hello, Joy Starters. Hope you're having a beautiful week. Today is 9-11, and I just made a post on something amazing that happened in my life, and I was just thinking about the day, and without thinking about it, I said, happy night, and I went, whoa, 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 nothing happy about this day. Um, it is 9-11. It's a day that we memorialize. It's a day that we honor. It's a day that we remember. It's a day that we think about bravery and sacrifice and where we were when this all happened. And I was in my little duplex in Auburn, and I remember I was home from class in between classes and ended up staying home and watching the TV and... Um, and watching the towers fall and just, yeah, I wa- I listened this morning as I do most years to something I had shared a few years ago about a husband and wife that were together since they were 16. He was 50. Um, he was on the 105th floor, I believe. And uh, he talked to her until the very end and until she heard the a loud crack. And um, she believes that that was the building beginning to collapse in on itself. And I always think about Todd Beamer and Let's Roll, how he just was courageous. And he and the others there were so courageous and knew what uh, they had to do and uh, knew that they would ultimately, in their spirit, and they, they knew that they would save lives and um, they had to stand up and be courageous. And so I am just somber hopeful, passionate, resolute, grateful, grateful, and locked in today on 9-11. So gosh, no, terrible slip of the tongue to say happy. And I don't even know if it came, the full word came out before I recognized it, but I've always promised y'all the real and the honest, and it led to this conversation. So how about that? So I hope today you're going to be listening to this a few days later I hope you never forget. The other thing I hope you don't forget is, and maybe you think about, is what our country was like after that. How we all had, I remember had a little decal, little sticker, magnet sticker on my car. I love my country. I love USA, right? I love the USA. And we just loved each other. We loved each other. We were good to each other. And maybe we can take a a note from that in the days after 9-11, when we understood each other's differences. Now, look, there were, there were things that I certainly, I I want to be, I want to be thoughtful and tell the whole story. I know that there was fear with um, different populations being the same population that, that perpetrated these acts of, of terrorism and violence. But I also want to remember the good that happened and and also say I'm sorry for for the people that were that were improperly judged just by what they look like by the color of their skin by their ethnicity um and and I'm sorry for that but I also want to talk about the positive and the positive was is that we were aligned as a country we were aligned I mean we loved each other we were aligned And the patriotism was like nobody's business. The patriotism was off the charts. 
And so I, I call me an idealist, call me hopeful, call me a dreamer, call me a joy starter, call me all the things. And I want to call you all the things too, but I know, I, I feel like we can get back there. I feel like we can stop hating somebody because they're a Democrat or a Republican. I think we can stop hating people um, because they believe differently than us. I believe we can stop hating people because they look different than us. They have a different color skin. I believe, and you heard this in the podcast a few weeks ago, even if you were raised in a hateful home, you can change that. I've seen hateful people come around. I've seen it. Um, There's a story in the book about a man who literally protected and went up against a man who beat his wife. And and you've got to read it. It's fantastic. And later on, the man reappears in his life many, many years later. And he says, um, do you know this Rachel Barbeau? <laughs> he didn't say my name like that. He mispronounced it. But um, And he said, I, I'm learning a thing or two uh, from her about respecting women and cherishing women. And this is coming from a wife beater. So you can't tell me that people can't change. And I believe we can. I remember back in the day, y'all, where people didn't hate each other for believing something different politically. It's just great. You know, didn't demonize one way or the other. You're this, you're that, you're ah, la, 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 la. Well, you know, you weren't afraid to, to talk about things, you know, and have civil discourse because you weren't afraid to talk about things. And so anyway, that's my two cents because I can't start this day because it is, when I'm recording this, it is 9-11. And I want to honor, and I want to memorialize, and I want to ask you to live. I want to ask you to live, live. I think what they would want you to know, I think what they would want you to know is um, say what you need to say. Don't live with regret. Roll. Let's roll. Roll on your dreams. Roll on your job. Roll on your love. If you love somebody, if if there's somebody out there who's split up from somebody, um, and you know you want them back, and you want to do the work, and you want them back. I met a woman recently. I won't say her name. She's married, and she'll know if she hears this podcast. And and they got divorced. And she was at this. She was at this event that I was at. A part of it. She was there with the ex husband, and he had come back into her life. And yeah, and I said, maybe he's changed. Maybe, maybe people do change. They do. You know, look, it's rare, <laughs> but people do change when they want to. With the help of themselves, therapy, God, all the things, right? When people want to change. And sometimes when people get sick and tired of being sick and tired. So yeah, so I would say, take it from Todd. Take it from all the people. Take it from everybody who perished and those that lived and those who were affected and those are first responders. Man, if you see me, any of my posts, you know I am crazy, crazy about respect for our first responders, police, uh, firefighters, paramedics, soldiers, the like, all of them, Border Patrol. And uh, and so just thinking about them today. So, yes, it is a somber day. Yes, it is a day of remembrance. Yes, it is a day that is sad, but I think they would, they're begging us to live. They're begging us to live. And I want to tell you this really short story about visiting 9-11, the memorial. And then I've got something else to share with you that I think all those people that perished that day and the ones that perished afterwards because of the smoke and the soot and the things that happened and the, thing, the people that were affected, I think they would be really proud of. But I was in New York a couple of years back. I was there to visit my agent, my sports agent. And I decided to go to 9-11 and did the memorial. And uh, I consider myself to be a sensitive person. I'm sensitive to people. I'm very empathetic, empath, all those things, right? 
And so we're in the cab and we're getting close and I start feeling nauseous. And I think, well, this is weird. Did I eat something weird? Like what's going on here? And so I I thought maybe it was just the city or the car or smell of the car or whatever. So I get out of the car and I get there and I cannot shake the feeling. And I go through and I get to the church where a lot of the survivors were. And then I went to the actual where the, the towers were. And um, I'm there and I'm just bawling. I I feel it. I feel the fear. I feel the sadness. I feel the desperation. I feel every bit of it. And I'm looking at these names that are etched there and and so beautiful and you look over down into the bowels of the building right like that went all the way down into the center of the earth it felt like and I just was weeping and I remember this lady put her hand on the back of my shoulder and said did you lose somebody here and I said I didn't I'm just overcome I'm an American I love this country I feel the sadness here and I left and the whole time, I'm nauseous. I think there, the big, big museum wasn't done yet. And um, then I went to another smaller museum and just continued to feel nauseous. And then finally got into a cab a couple hours later and I left. And I got some distance away from the, from the site. And you probably know what I'm going to say, but my nauseousness disappeared. And I can't explain it. I can't quantify it. I can't tell you anything other than I think I felt every emotion, every person's, all the things I mentioned, sadness, trepidation, fear, desperation, the compassion, the love, the loss, the just abject fear, um, all the things, I felt all of it, all their stuff, every human being there, I felt it all compiled, like pressed down and compressed into a file. And I felt that. And I think it's just the land. I think it's the area. I think all of those things. And I think I'm sensitive. And I don't know if that's ever happened to you before. If you're a sensitive person where you can just, if you're an empath and if if you're not, this is probably way weird to you, but um, an empath, you feel other people's stuff. You can feel the good and the bad. And um, sometimes my empathic you know, abilities are, are, are sharper than others. I feel it heavier at times. But yeah, I felt it. And I'll never forget it. And I suspect if I went back that I would feel that feeling again. And so today and always, may you live for them. One last little story I, I heard. We probably heard, you probably heard this one too. And there's so many of these stories. And it was the person that I think their daughter, there were two different people. There was a person whose daughter had a bad diaper, soiled herself with her diaper and had to go back to the house. And they missed the train and they were, you know, kind of cursing and I'm late and this and that. And because they missed the train, they weren't in the towers that collapsed. And then there was another person, I believe it was a man that read the story, whose uh, child needed a Band-Aid, or it was either him, I think it was him, needed a Band-Aid for a blister. So he had to stop by a uh, drugstore and get a Band-Aid for a blister on his foot. And because of that, he wasn't where he was supposed to be, and he's alive today. Y'all, I can't tell you this enough times. I could tell you this 5,000 times, and it wouldn't be enough. Don't curse your struggles. 
you're late, you're running late, you're what you don't know what God protected you from. You have no idea what was up ahead. You don't know. All we can see with our peon brains is the natural. That's all we can see. That's all we can see. But you don't know what you were protected from. So yeah, next time you have a blister, next time your child has a blowout, try to think about what could have been, what you could have been protected from, what wasn't meant for you, the car accident, the fender bender, the, the I don't know, you know, it's really endless. But try to be grateful, grateful for it all. I think that's what we can do for them as well. So I had to say all that um, to get to this because I, I did, didn't feel like um, I wanted you to know that I was recording on 9-11. And I'm just, as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm a deeply feeling person. And so I couldn't do this podcast and not acknowledge first before I talk about anything else. So, so there's that. Hey, Joy Starters. Here's a thought. If you purchased the book and you loved it, I need a favor. I need you to tell a friend about it. I need you to buy a friend a copy. I need you to share about it in your group, in your church, tell your pastor, somebody at work, whatever it may be. I recently have been speaking at events where the event organizer bought everybody a book. So they went home with a copy. And what I wanted to tell them and what I want to tell you is if you get a free copy or however you came across a copy, if you bought a copy, if you loved it, more than a few people have been doing this where they just buy several copies to give away. I take copies in my bag at the airport to give to people and to bless people. And so um, that's my ask of you. And if you can't afford to buy somebody a copy right now, I totally understand Just tell somebody about it. Tell five peoples about it. Tell 10 amazing souls about the book. I so appreciate you. And what I'm learning now through this recent news that we're on a bestseller list is that people are telling people about it. And to see a book do well later on after publishing, that's what's happening. People are telling other people about it. So if you like this book, if there was a chapter you liked, if you loved it, if you remotely liked it, tell somebody about the book. And also, if you can, buy them a copy. Love you guys. Thanks, Joy Starters. So I am this morning doing work here at my house and work around the house and emails and this and that. And and then at lunch, I jumped on the treadmill and grabbed some lunch. And I came up to my office to work in my office for the rest of the day. And I open up an email and um, I'm just kind of scanning it. And I open up an email And it is from my publicist at my book company. And it says, good morning, Rachel. Relentless Joy is number 17 on ECPA's new release bestseller list. Congratulations. Thanks for all you have done to get this message far and wide. The hard work continues to pay off, y'all. This is one of the major bestseller lists. And I'm number 17. I'm just so thankful to you. I'm just so thankful. I've thrown my hands up. Thank God. These are happy tears. And and it's even more precious because I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to be vulnerable, real. I'm going to take my mask off, and uh, and I hope you take something from this. Uh, not long after my book came out, um, just like in that second week, I checked in with my book company, and uh, there were good numbers. And compared to what somebody first time author nonfiction book sells in the first year, I was way above that. But they weren't the numbers that I wanted to like 
make, you know, a bestseller list that week. Okay. And, uh, and I was at home. I was in Pell City at my mom's log house. And if you've heard me talk anything about my mom, um, if you don't know and you're new to this podcast, I lost my mom four years ago and she was my best friend and um, my booty tootie. And so time at her log house is precious and it's rare. And my childhood bedroom still looks like it did when I lived there. And I love my stepdaddy. He's, you know, he's one of my dads, my four dads. Read the book, Relentless Joy. And, uh, and I saw the numbers at that time and I threw the phone down. And here is the real story. I got mad. I shook my fist at God. I did not understand it. I, um, I yelled at him like one of two times in my life I've ever yelled at God. I yelled at him. I asked him why. And um, I said, I've worked so hard, God. Why, 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 why? And I pitched such a hissy fit, because we all do, ego tantrum, hissy fit, whatever you want to call it. I pitched such a hissy fit that my dad had taken two days off that I just said, you know what? I need to go home. And he was like, what? And I said, I just feel like I need to go home. I need to go home. Chris wasn't expecting me home. Kids weren't expecting me home. I was like, I need to go home. I was tired. I'd been on the road promoting the book. So I was a little worn out. I was frazzled. And you've also uh, maybe heard me talk about this. Sometimes I don't think we are necessarily battling anxiety. And sometimes we are, but sometimes we're just overstimulated. My wires were, I mean, they were like, they were live wires loose and running free. And so my dad was a little, you know, he like said, taking the time off and, and, and that was hard for him to get. And I just, I left to pack my bags and left. And so the whole way home, I listened to podcasts about bestsellers and, and how to make a bestseller and, and sales and book sales and all the things to do. And it was there that I realized what a first-time nonfiction author sells in their entire first year. And I recognized that um, I had already eclipsed that. And um, and I before this even happened, as I'm packing my bags, I felt so sheepish because I only thought twice in my life if I ever shook my fist at God. And I apologized and I wept the whole way home. And I said, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I love you. I'm so sorry. Because as I told the prisoners last week, it's relationship. It's not religion for me. I have a relationship with God. He's my best friend. And so as I'm having this conversation with God on the way home, what He's what he puts in my heart and what he imparts to me is, why did I have you write this book? And I said, God, well, it was to affect one, right? Like it was to affect one and to change a life. And so we go back and forth, and, and what's what I'm understanding from God is He did not have me write the book to make a bestseller list. He had me write the book to change a life. He had to write me had me write the book to affect people. And if one person was affected by this book, then it was a bestseller in heaven, right? And so I heard it, I received it, I internalized it, and I apologized profusely to God. And from that moment forward, fast forward to about about. I'd say um, three, four weeks, I didn't look at a, a bestseller list. I didn't care. I didn't care. Every single one of the the people, and if you're one of them, thank you, that has sent me underlined pages, that has let me go on the journey of writing, you know, reading the book with you, that's told me what has mattered to you. Every single one of those I cherished, and I just reveled in it, and I thanked God, and and I got away from you know, outcome and numbers and, and worldly success. 
And so one day I was um, on Amazon uh, just checking something, ordering something, and I happened to just to look at where the book was, and I found out it was number 13 on Christian New Release. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, so I was flipping out. I was like, look, God, I took my, you know, I don't care about the outcomes, and look what you did while I was just focused and had my head down and all of those things. And so we celebrated that. I think I shared that. Um, I did a reel on Instagram where I was dancing to Tina Turner love her, may she rest in peace. And, um, and so it was just real and genuine, right? And so from then on, I've just wanted to, um, you know, I've just been locked into why I wrote the book, which is to affect people and to change their lives and to reflect God and reflect people to God. And that's, that's it. And so this morning on 9-11, I'm doing all the things and I come into my office and I get this email and I find out I made a bestseller list. <laughs> Just, y'all, won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> won't he do it? And the other thing that I think is pretty amazing about the whole situation is today was the day that I was like, you know what, I'm going to sit down and write the chapter of the next book because I, I want to pitch that soon. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to sit down and write the chapter of the next book. And here's the, here it is. I'm going to put it on paper. It's been percolating in my heart. And I've always believed that there was a, a number two, right? Like that there was the, the sequel to Joy Starters. It's a continuation. I have so many more stories about Bobby Bowden and Coach Saban and and um, Bill Snyder and myself and some history stories, you know, just like Relentless Joy was. It was just all sorts of things, scientific facts, history, all sorts of stuff. And so, um, yeah, and I get this email out of nowhere and I cried and I wept just like I just did and looked up and thanked God and um, and all the things. And, and so I just want to remind you. And I think all the people from 9-11 would want to remind you to go for it. Step out in faith and do it. Do it today. Take the smallest, tiny step. Maybe you can't go on the trip or start the business or repair the relationship in totality today, but you can take a step towards it. And I also want to remind you of this. See, I'm doing it again. Thanks, Kim. I'm teaching you at the end and wrapping it up what I taught you before. I want to remind you. Because see, that's what we, I'm, a, I'm a teacher at heart, <laughs> a transformational teacher at heart. Shout out to all my teachers. I want to remind you today, it's so easy in this world to get caught up in accolades. It is so easy in this world to get caught up in bestseller list or sales list or money made or success or worldly titles. I want to remind you today to ask yourself why you do what you do. What is it that sets your soul on fire? Why do you do what you do? And why were you called to do it? You weren't called to do it for bestseller list and worldly accolades and success. You were, if it's a calling in your spirit, it, you, you, you were called for something deeper. And I want you to explore what that is. And maybe that's your job. Or maybe your job is your job and you act honorably and you work your butt off there, but you also have this side hustle, side project, side nonprofit, side thing you do. Maybe you have to work that job until you can get your education or until you can get that skill or until you can start that side thing and transition out. I don't know what your situation is. Everybody's different. But I do know that I want you to work for something greater than worldly titles. 
something greater than worldly titles and bestseller list. And when you keep your head down and keep the main thing, the main thing, remember why you started. God has a beautiful way of bringing things full circle. And the last thing I'll share with you on this podcast today is I heard somebody say it recently and my pastor preached on it yesterday. And I believe, where's my Bible? So yeah, it's Luke 4, chapter 5. And I heard Pastor Jensen Franklin preach on this um, yesterday. And I've heard it recently before. So the scripture is, Then the devil took him up and revealed to him all the kingdoms of the world in a, in a moment of time. I will give you the glory of these kingdoms and authority over them, the devil said, because they are mine to give to anyone I please. I will give it all to you if you will worship me. Jesus replied, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. All right, so what he was talking about yesterday and what I've heard recently, and this just blew my mind, and I was talking about um, this to a to a player that I spoke to y'all back in 2016 that I'm still in contact with, and he's doing great things, is that um, sometimes we look at other people's stuff that they're getting worldly accolades, things, success, monetary things, and we get jealous. And I know I have. I now work through my jealousy in a different way. I sit with it. I say, um, do I know the path they've been on? Do I know what they've had to go through to get there? Do I know um, all the things that they've been through? Do I know all that? And when I can sit and do those things, I tend to, the jealousy tends to leave me and I just am happy for them and I cheer for them and I, I pray for them. Side note, I was recently up for a big uh, corporate gig and it was up down between me and the other person and they picked the other person. And y'all, there was a time in my life where I would have been jealous and mad, but it, I'm not. I che- I'm cheering for that other person. I'm praying for that other person. I hope they do so well. But I also hope in the future they're like, oh, you know, that Rachel Barbeau, we got to come back to her, right? But my point is, is I, you're going to be picked number two. You're going to, they're going to pick the other person sometimes. You're going to be passed over, right? What is it when, what happens? What do we do? Are we jealous or do we pray for it? Do we work through that emotion um, when those things happen? So, uh, Pastor Franklin talked about this again, and and somebody recently talked about it, is that sometimes, right, sometimes the devil gives gifts too. <sighs> Mind blown. Sometimes the devil gives gifts too. And I don't know about you, but I don't want nothing the devil gives. Like if he could stand up on a mountain and try to tempt God with all the kings, kingdoms of the world, if you'll just worship me and, you know, God says no, um, he can give people success. There are some people that, you know, stars, musicians and different things that are like, wow, okay, that's, yeah, woof. And I had never thought about it like this is that, um, the devil can give good gifts too. And I don't want any gift. Any gift that he's giving, I want what's meant for me. And if it's not meant for me, then I don't want it. And if it's genuinely by God, a gift by God that was meant for somebody else, I'm so happy for you, dude, that got the speaking engagement. I'm so happy for you, person that got that opportunity that I can get. I'm so happy for you, person that you got the person a long time ago that I thought I wanted because it led me straight to my husband, right? You feel me here. You feel me. Um, so all of that relates to the bestseller list and to telling you 
to take your eyes off the worldly success and do it for the right reasons and work hard and know what moves you and what motivates you. And um, by the way, that player's name is Freddie. Shout out to Freddie. And know that and do it for the right reasons and, and keep your head down the best possible way with passion and purpose and joy. Be a joy starter. Be a joy starter. So I hope all of this resonated with you. All of it from 9-11 to honoring them to gracious never, never take it from me. Never say happy 9-11. Never say that. And maybe take it from me to be honest and be real and uh, share your goofs and that you're doing things for the right reason and that we're not jealous of people when they get things, whether they got it, the gift from God or from the dead. We're not jealous of it. We're cheering for them. We're able to work through our own stuff and that we're living, man. We're living that those people in 9-11 would want us to live. And then lastly, if you got a dream, if you got a dream, go for it today. If you need to tell somebody you love them today, if you need to tell somebody you're sorry today, if you need to mend the fence today, mend it. It is beyond time. It is beyond time. And this podcast was your, that was your sign. And by the way, I mentioned Joy Starters, y'all. We have been working so hard behind the scenes. I'm so excited. We're about to have an app, 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 an app a re- like a what? So we've been building an app behind the scenes. And I'm just like, this is redonkulous how cool this is. And my courses will be there. I have the Joy Blueprint. Coaching will be there. Joy Starters Club will be there. Um, and so you can go to joystartersclub.com. Um, and check it out right now. We are about to go through a price increase here in the next 30 days um, because we're going to be adding tons of value. Um, but if you want to join now, join now because you get locked in, grandfathered in at that lower price, the cost of a cup of coffee a month. I love you guys. I hope you learned something from today. I hope you learned something from me. Each time I do this podcast, I do it in a format on purpose that's me free-flowing behind the scenes, what's going on in my life, what am I learning, what's happening. I show you my real, my authentic, my goofy, my silly, my emotion, and my gaffes and mistakes so that hopefully you too can be comfortable in your own skin and learn to love yourself. And I hope you love this format. I've heard from you that you do. It's not scripted. I know a lot of podcasts and they're great podcasts, but they write them, script them, and read them. And that's not for me. Um, I want you to hear me genuinely from my heart and um, I want you to hear what's going on. Um, now, in the future, we're going to start having some themes and some larger themes and some seasons, and I'm pretty excited about that too. But I just want to tell you guys, thank you and have a beautiful week. Let's roll. Let's roll on life for Todd Beamer, for everybody up there. Let's roll. Let's live. Let's love. Let's make the most of the precious moments that we have. Love you, Joy Starter. Rachel Joy Barbeau here. Did you know, and I'm so excited to announce it, that I am going to be coaching again. I have coached for years and years. Years ago, I coached sportscasters 47 years. It was the joy of my life to be able to lead sportscasters on their journey. And then once I quit sportscasting, I began joy coaching, helping people find what sets their soul on fire, creating movements, bringing that thing that's been in your soul into the world. 
and we are starting a small, a very small and intimate group coaching program. I also have two spots available, just two, because I want to give you my all uh, for one-on-one coaching. So if you want to check it out and get all the information, we want you to head on over to rachelbarbeau.com and make sure you sign up for the email list. That makes you a VIP. You're already a VIP in my heart. It makes you a VIP, and that way you will get information on the coaching program, when I'm going to be in your town, events I'm doing, how you can be a joy starter, how you can get your joy starter buttons, all the things. I love you guys, and I'm so thankful for you.